We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead. Skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number three on Danny and Dusty on a lovely, lovely month. I almost said Monday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday in Portland. NBA is underway. It's a holiday. Not yet. Two and a half hours. It's a holiday here on 1080 The Fan. (laughs) As we all. Every host at this station celebrates the opening night of the NBA. Look, we got a poll up at Danny and Dusty on Twitters. And Am I being trolled? No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't I don't think so. No, because NBA opening night is winning. Where okay. will your eyes be tonight? NBA opening night, 53.9%. Phillies, D-backs, game seven, 46.1%. Um, I think that that's... I'm surprised by it. But um, it's game seven, man. This is game one of 82 for the NBA. And I'm excited to have it on the TV and something to check out, though. Um, We are full. Our sports cup runneth over with all the content that is out there right now. Because you also have NHL, too, where you see what ESPN's doing tonight. They've got, like, the Red Zone channel. In Bucigras is, I think, running... The like it's a red zone channel yes. type for the NHL, which is kind of weird. I don't know how that works because but. the puck's always in the red zone. Like it spends very, very, very yeah. little time in the neutral zone. I think what you're going to have is just a bunch of goals ten seconds after they happen. Which, that seems like that's how that operates. I'm okay with that. Sure, I don't know how it'll work out, but what if nobody's hockey scoring? Goal, hockey goals are really oh, that's 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 the thing, man. If you have you, I mean, I know you're not really a puck guy. But uh, scoring's up in the NHL. Like you're, well, I know you're, you're getting significantly more goals. I love in the watching NHL. hockey. I just don't. Sure, like if you if I'm you actually sit down and do it, it's like this is fun. Yeah, but it's just there's so many other things that are in front of it because I love hockey. I, I do, and anytime I get a chance to go to like an actual look, I I love the Winter Hawks. They're awesome. They're fun. But if I get a chance to go to an NHL game, yeah, I love it's it. It's just, I mean, it's just it's college basketball You're versus different versus you know NBA basketball. It's just yeah. it's a different game. It's a it's one of the best in person sports experiences that exists. NHL is great. It's so, fantastic. But sitting down for that, look, man, sign me up every time. I, I, I like a little red zone action. Yeah, it's not going to get any of my attention today, though. It's no. even behind Liberty Western Kentucky on look, my radar. Give me some uh, phallic helmets, and uh, it's uh, it's going to get a little weird. Yep. But go and vote 
on the poll question, where will you guys be tonight? Phillies, D-backs, Game 7, or NBA's opening night? And it is the first ever Game 7 for the Philadelphia Phillies, which seems like that's like not right. Ever? Ever. Ever. Ever, ever. What? First season, 1883. Yeah. So can you imagine? And it's not like they've been like, they aren't the... They used to play best of nine series, too. I think that's excluding those ones, but, you know. This is... uh, They aren't the Cubs who win 100 years without... No. No, they just either lose quickly or win win quickly. quickly. That's... Really? Yep. That's one of the weirder sports numbers I've heard in a long time. Yeah, so just imagine how drunk Philadelphia is going to be tonight. Oh, so slammer. Oh, they were already greasing the polls yesterday. You know what to light do. poles. <laughs> you know what to do. Do you say white poles or light <laughs> light poles? Jeez, I was like, what are you talking about? A lot of enunciation on today's show. Sure, we don't want to bring up my idea for the Michigan scandal again. Is Everclear going to be there? Art Alakakis. Oh, inside mm. jokes are the best. No, they're, they're so <laughs> Especially good. Especially when all everybody listening knows them. This <laughs> yeah. is why you become a P1 and you listen to the whole yeah. show. Yeah. Yep. And if you miss any of the show, go check it out on the Service Patriots podcast. <laughs> Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest mm. special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Well, we managed to burn through another whole segment talking about entirely nothing. Yeah, it happens. That's, you know what's happened today. <sighs> what, could, is there, could you do a red zone for the NBA? No. No? No. Like, what What would you do? You know what You know what it would be? Huh? You know what it would be? It would be the final five minutes. Final five minutes within five points. So you, that's just the witching hour. Yeah. You can't do that. Because you, you can't start with that. You'd, like, have an, you'd have a seizure if you were bouncing around to every point in the NBA. It's not possible. Oh, it'd just be, it'd be annoying. You know, it'd, it'd, it'd be delayed like, like 10 seconds, you know, and yeah. you're just hopping back. I, that'd be kind of fun. Because inevitably you would get stuck with the uh, the the challenge or the review, and so there would be gaps in between games for sure. Yeah, you because have... you get a stupid call that gets a review every single night. Hmm. It'd have to be just a limited run of games, you know. Like maybe if you had it on a night where there's only, like you know how they have the 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 Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Where there's not only just two standalones on TNT, yeah. but they throw on the NBA TV, NBA TV one, yeah, and maybe a couple others that are just so local, three or, three or four games. Like if you had Tuesday night, you could do that. Not, where not the opening night when you get everybody playing. When everybody's playing, it'd just be too much. It'd be kind of fun. No, it wouldn't. No, 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 no. Just, All right, let's go. You don't, you don't want to do that. Yeah, let's get, let's get to it. All right. Well, coming up next, we will dive into the Uh-oh. Oregon State. Oh, you good? Okay, Oregon State and Washington State position as they watch the Pac-12 fall down around them. There's actually some good news. Danny and Dusty, 10 fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Danny and Dusty on the fan. Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports has a very deep dive into uh, the situation that the Oregon State Beavers and Washington State Cougars find themselves in as the Pac-12 and it's in its final year of existence. There is there's a lot of threads to pull on here. One, the financial status of the Cougs and Beavs and how they might actually get a bit of a windfall. Uh, short term. Short term, which yeah. will allow them to pursue... An independent schedule while they try to sort out some things specifically with the Mountain West. But look, all this comes down to is is what we all thought Oregon State and Washington State would be doing. What it doesn't really attack is this is very football centric, and it, yes. it does not explain what everybody else is going to do. Mm-hmm. I think to the chagrin of Coogan B fans, you're finding out Mountain West is the course of action yeah. right now, and that's not good for the long-term stability of either program or institution. But nonetheless, it's kind of the only option that they have right now because Dellinger points out is that they're working on two different kind of models of how they're going to start scheduling moving forward. And it is very similar to what Notre Dame does with the ACC. But you're going to do it with two teams where you play seven or eight games as members of, of the Mountain West, essentially. Um, and, and in the two scenarios, they have one where like they're competing for like a league championship. The other one is they will are non-conference matchups. It's just an agreement that they have with the Mountain West Conference. And look, <laughs> look, it's great that they'll have a place to play, mm-hmm. but by no means is it, stable for them to continue to be power conference teams. Um, It does not appear that the college football playoff committee will recognize whatever they do as, as automatic qualifier of which currently the, the plan in the uh, next year when you have 12 teams is the six and six rule, which Mm -hmm. allows for the six, what is six conference winners? It's, it's the, it's the six highest uh, rated conference champions. So the six highest ranked conference champs and then six at large bids. So obviously when you look at it, the six highest ranked conference champions are, Power five. You're, you're you're looking at and then one yes, addition, and then and one at large in a sense. But now with the Pac-12 gone, it turns to five. Yep. And seven, which well, no, not necessarily. They'll have to get a, a unanimous yes. approval. Which George Klyovkov still has a seat at the table of the College Football Playoff Committee uh, because the Pac-12 technically exists as two teams, and the AAC is probably not going to want to go to five and seven. Mm-hmm. Because that could leave lose them a seat at the table. Because right now, the way it sits is that if it's six and six still, that means two group of five conferences get a team mm-hmm. in, and they want that because then could you have the AAC and the Mountain West are now players in would, this. Exactly. So you you would have a position where perhaps Oregon State, if this were next year and they were in the Mountain West, they would get a college football playoff bid. But what it sounds like is most likely if they don't join the Mountain West, then what they'll look at is you are in a situation where you're you're viewed as an independent, mm-hmm. not a group of even a group of 5 automatic yes. qualifier. And that muddies the waters even more 
Because what do we always talk about with the group of five? There's 10 conferences in mm-hmm. college football right now. About to be nine. But there's 11 voting members mm-hmm. because it's the 10 conference commissioners in Notre Dame. Yeah, they got to do something about that. No, Well, they won't because Notre Dame has power. Yes. But, and they don't need to do anything about it because every other independent, they won't ever be a playoff contender anyways. I don't like it. And, it needs to go away. It, well, that's your USC coming out. But... Notre Dame, if they're good enough, hell yeah, they deserve a spot at the table, even as an independent. But what Washington State and Oregon State, that's an uphill climb for them because there could be a situation where a Mountain West champ gets in and they may have beaten the Mountain West champ, one of those schools, and they could still be on the outside looking in. That would be probably pretty far off because I have a feeling that if Oregon State or Washington State has a magical season, they knock off a Mountain West champion they're going to be ranked higher than that team mm-hmm. and they'll they'll get in as an automatic qualifier but these are the things that you're kind of looking at and these are the warning signals now why wouldn't they just join the mountain west because there's a lot of money at stake yes. and and basically what it comes down to is they're waiting for the lawsuits to get done which again the uh, Oregon State and Washington State are essentially suing for control of the Pac-12 now a year, not necessarily a year early, because every other team has submitted their their withdrawal paperwork. So they should not, just like USC and UCLA last year, not have a seat at the table right now. Yeah. Essentially, uh, on decisions involving the Pac-12, and realistically, I think they should win because it's the exact same situation as USC and UCLA. It is. So why why should any of the remaining teams have any say in what the remaining two members do? No, they shouldn't, and if they want to kind of dissolve it all, then go ahead and more power to them. And th- that means the money that is due to the Pac-12 should go to the remaining institutions in Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, uh, that's going to be the the sticking point there will be they those still are members of the conference right now. Sure, but the payouts don't come until the end of the year. Yeah, and the, the future payouts should go to... Oregon State and Washington State, and this is kind of what is at stake here, is that the Rose Bowl could be giving for two years through 2026, mm-hmm. and 2026 is a big one because they pushed the 12-team playoff forward two years. Mm-hmm. And they did that under the current uh, college football playoff agreement. So until 2026, the Rose Bowl will pay out the Pac-12 like $80 million mm-hmm. a year. That would be dispersed to equally between... 12 teams. Washington State and Oregon State. So but they, now it goes to two. Now it's two, and those two teams are going to sit there and be like, that's why we go hybrid with the Mountain West and we do not join because once we join, everything goes away then. Yes. Because the Pac-12 then goes away. And for those two years, they would be making more money than they would make literally anywhere else. This, they're, they're and I, I think they deserve that money. Yes, they do. And I think that anybody in the current Pac-12 that wants to complain about it, you're, you guys are going to greener pastures. Yes. They're getting forty million a year for two years. Yeah, you're getting fifty to a hundred million dollars when you jump to the Big Ten. Yes, like per year, mm-hmm. like forever. Yeah, and so, then it's who knows if it goes any higher in, in other in other rights deals. Yeah, they'll be okay, and you'll be just yeah. fine. The same can't be said for Oregon State and Washington State. No. Leave them with a little something moving forward. There's something, though, that doesn't sit like well with me in this article that Ross Dellinger has up at Yahoo. And Scott Barnes, who he's been through it 
as the Oregon State AD, and mm-hmm. I love that he's sticking around, and I, I'm I'm glad he is sticking up for Oregon State. Sure. But there's one thing that he said that I just went, really? He said, we want fair consideration under a Power 5 umbrella. We want access and distribution is important. That I agree with. He said, we didn't put ourselves in this position. We'll continue to invest at a Power 5 level. We have an expectation that we'll be able to discuss what access and distribution look like while creating our path forward. But the the idea that we didn't, he said, we didn't cause this. Those that did need to help us with the solution. And he's talking about the other conference leaders. No, they, to they to don't, they don't say... We didn't put ourselves in this position. Yeah, you did. Everybody is at fault, including, including Ed Ray, the former longtime president at Oregon State, Mm -hmm. who backed Larry Scott Mm -hmm. and backed the conference when everybody was sitting there going, This is not working. This is not, this will not be sustainable. People are going to want to leave. You will get poached. Like everybody said this like it it was when usc and ucla took off for the big 10 Mm -hmm. did that surprise people yeah yeah it did but the fact of the matter is there were eight other teams in the conference at Mm -hmm. that point that put themselves in a position to be okay and survive including teams with far less success on the field as Oregon State and Washington State have had yes. in the last five years. By a substantial amount. And they were... A, a, hell, SMU found their way into the ACC. And to, to say, like, like, this, the whole we're surprised by anything. After USC and UCLA, if you should not be surprised by no. anything that happened. No, the woe is me behind all of it. That's that's the thing that, that really bothers me. And I, I, will, I will be staunch in this position. Because you are in a position where you are paid handsomely to know better. Yeah, And if you don't know better, that is your fault. If you are essentially a C-suite executive running that university and running that athletic department, it is your job to have the intelligence. And I'm not just saying, like, the brain power. I'm talking about, like, functional intelligence of your world that you are living in. If you do not have that and you are not reading the tea leaves, that is your fault. Hell, half the time, not half the time, a good portion of time here, you were writing the tea leaves. But I... Along these same things, like again, I, it bears repeating. I love that Scott Barnes is is stepping up for sure, and I love that Pat Chun is doing it too for Washington State. Both can be true. The, they are sticking up for their their athletic departments. Mm-hmm. They're sticking up for their fan bases, and they deserve it. Damn it! And they're putting like it they out do. there for for the lawsuit. That's really what they're doing it for. And and I get like the you, it is perception, and you're trying to mm-hmm. you know sway that public over. opinion. Absolutely, but I mean. They're, they're, Can we need to stop limits. with the this is all this was all so unexpected? <laughs> yeah, we because didn't see this coming. Well, we were talking about it on the radio for months. <laughs> you know, like I'm not as tuned in as any as as, as, USC, as the athletic director or a university president is, and we all saw it coming. When we both left, we went on the air that day and said, "This is likely the end of the Pac-10 yeah. or Pac-12." Yeah. If you didn't see this coming. That's on you, brother. I thought that the Pac-12 would be able to have the foresight enough to not do this, absorb the Mountain West <laughs> instead of the Mountain West absorb its final two schools. Yeah, 
I didn't think that we'd only have two remaining. And I, I did believe that. But as it got further down the line, it was pretty clear that that's what was going to happen. And what did we keep on saying? It, there was going to be four schools that were on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be the Bay Area schools and the Northwest State schools. Yep. And the, that that all came to fruition. And it's not like we're giving ourselves, you and I, a pat on the back. Like, this was widely thought and distributed across unless you're talking about like with the exception of two people like that is it though yes and it's again this is not a self-congratulatory situation you had to be an idiot to not see this coming yes like that's and that's that's things like don't like i understand to what you're saying go to bat for your schools sway the public opinion but there's there's levels to this like don't 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 play dumb (laughs) <laughs> like don't because then you're like then you're betraying the trust. Yeah. It's like come come on man. You can't you can't go that far. Like the whole we didn't do this to ourselves. When he said we didn't cause this those did. that did need to help us with the solution. No, no, you did. You were you were a big part of it. it look, USC leaving is the first domino to fall. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Well, yeah. I, I'm not running from that. It it is what it is. You and I have talked about this off air a ton. It's, it it wasn't great, you know, but but they did what was best for them. And if you And that's what it came down to is that everybody started yes. looking out for themselves. And that if you aren't operating under that auspices, you're not doing what's best for your university. Yeah. This is this is an interesting move. I'm glad that Dellinger kind of laid it all out there. Um this is where I'm I'm glad that we know the direction and the the avenues that are being looked at. The reality of it is, though, is that unless the Big 12 or ACC call, change their mind and they come calling, uh, Cougs and Beavs are going to be members of the Mountain West moving forward. And it might be a one-year deal, it might be a two-year deal, and it might be a, a two and then a yeah. one kind of a quasi thing that they, they try to sort out. But there will be lawyers. <laughs> yeah, there's always lawyers. There will be lawyers. You know where there's not lawyers? Where? Where we go three up and three down. It's Hello. Tuesday afternoon. We're going to do a little bit late. <laughs> At least not yet. Yeah, it's true. You know, maybe maybe in the <laughs> three down them. we'll put lawyers. <laughs> but first, here's the Big Kahuna with the Sports Center update. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. It's Tuesday afternoon, normally at 2 o'clock we run this, but it's uh, it's been a busy day, including uh, uh, the, the chronicles of the Grubhub thief who stole my carne asada burrito. Everybody's been asking me what I ordered. I ordered a carne asada burrito. Very nice. Yeah, I just Was wanted... it good? It was. It was a tasty burrito. What was the final haul that you got there? So uh, they re-delivered my food okay. late. Uh, they had already given me a $25 gift card on top of a $10 gift card, and then they just gave me $5 more because my food was late. So I have $40, $40 in gift cards. and a carne asada burrito. And my food was free, and they added a quesadilla into the order. And, wow. So there's a quesadilla out there that I, I just took a little, little little nibble of. I'm sure Sue will find that. And yeah, I know, i gotta, I got to go lick it or something. And you got somebody fired. Yeah, getting fired of a carne asada burrito. And it wasn't burrito. Alex Grinch. Yeah. Getting fired over a carne asada burrito. It's a tough. It's a tough move. Who's the other person that you said you wanted fired? You said it was Alex Grinch and one other person. I was like, wow. 
Oh, yeah. Who was that yesterday? Oh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. All right. Argue with me on that one. I won't. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I, I got nothing. Yeah, nobody's got anything I'm for that. Argue with Josh that. McDaniels can't make a compelling argument against that. He just lost to the Bears, bro. The only person that has a compelling argument against My that Bears. is Mark Davis is because I'm broke. Mm, his haircut says otherwise. You have to be filthy rich to have that uh, that haircut. Because <laughs> nobody's willingly cutting that into your hair? Yeah. He <laughs> looks like uh, he looks like the guy from Kern's Nipple Factory on uh, on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Drawing a blank on that one. Uh, if you watch not, Par- if you're Google a Parks it. and Rec person, you know. No, the Kern's, they make uh, rubber nipples for bottles. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you know, you know. He does have the... I'll bring it up. I'll yeah. Google it for you. You get us into this segment. All right. It's Tuesday afternoon, so it's time for three up, three down. Three things we like, three things we didn't coming out of the NFL weekend. Number one for me, three things I like. Underdogs. Underdogs <laughs> across the board absolutely cleaned up this weekend. If you were taking a... Uh, a negative point spread, it was not a good weekend for you. You got punched in the teeth. If you were rooting on them dogs, you cleaned house. <clears throat> All right, so the the unders. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. it. I, yep, yep. Martin Kernston from yep. Kernston. Kernston's Pick it up what you're putting down. The Kernston nipple factory. He was rich, too. All right, my uh, number one up, the AFC North. All four teams in the AFC North are on two-game win streaks. They're, they do not have a team in the AFC North that is below 500. The Cincinnati Bengals are the worst team in that division at 3-3. Three and three. They got two teams that are 4-2, and two, and the Baltimore Ravens sit atop the AFC North with a 5-2 and two record ready to hit the bye. And look, it's only going to get better for the AFC North as the weather gets worse and teams have to travel to all of them and outdoor stadiums have to play in the elements, look out for the AFC North. Seems like a jerk move that they all built outdoor stadiums. I love it. Yeah. Well, all the people are very well in, well insulated that live there. Wow. You got Bob Moore, the Stellars fans, Cincinnati folk with all that Skyline chili. Yeah. You want to put a dome over a place that's eating Skyline chili all day? Oof. Uh-uh. Smell like out of Newburgh. There's the fart factory there. I yeah. don't know what they fed the cows last week, but I literally could smell it in my house. And then Cleveland? I mean, the, the river caught on fire. Yeah, no, it's like stinks. we don't you don't want a dome there. Yeah. I rest my case. I don't know. An on fire river domed up sounds kind of dope, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Number two for me on my up this week, Miles Garrett. Oh. Two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a block field goal. It is the first time in the NFL since 2000 that a player finished with two sacks and a block field goal. That's 23 years for those counting. Nope. Doesn't happen very often, and he did it in spectacular fashion. Leaping the right guard untouched, then reloading and knocking down the field goal. He was a wrecking crew who the Colts decided would be a good idea to block with a tight end. All right, my second one. I'm staying in the a- AFC North. Because T.J. Watt of the... It's the Steelers! Had himself quite a day. Um, So the Steelers uh, won this weekend, and they exercised some demons on the West Coast. Continue to be a really good out of buy under Mike Tomlin. But T.J. Watt, he had an interception of Matthew Stafford 
um, in that four, uh, third, third quarter? Third quarter of that game. And it was the seventh interception of his career. Do you know the only other person to, in their first seven years, have seven interceptions in at least 70 sacks? No. Lawrence Taylor. That is the only other person in NFL history that has had at least 70 sacks and seven interceptions in their first seven seasons in the league. A lot of sevens in there. I feel like you're, yeah. you feel like you're hitting it's, jackpots. It's very when you're, when you're talking about those kind of numbers. But when in their kind of oddly specific numbers, yeah. but when you go down that when you go down that rabbit hole and you find, oh, only Lawrence Taylor and TJ Watt, that's incredible. And we don't give TJ Watt the roses that he should this year because of how good a guy like Miles Garrett has mm-hmm. been. Um, or but, Aaron Donald dominating yeah. over the last couple years. Like, yeah. don't forget, TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year too, guys. Mm-hmm. He's really good. That Watt family. Do you think he suffers from JJ fatigue? Is be is why we don't love TJ as much? No, I think it's because he's not as like damn dumb, like as vocal and out front as JJ was. Yeah, JJ was always front and center. TJ, yeah, and that TJ's annoyed not. people. See, I, I like it. I like yeah. JJ. Yeah. I I felt like he was a. a a cleaner version of Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. No? A cleaner version. Jared Allen, the fact that that guy played at Idaho State is wild. And that he was that good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not wild that he's that good because look at the dude. He's a freak of nature. Didn't didn't Stink play at Idaho State? Idaho. So, he's oh, a Idaho. vandal. Ah, that's yep, right. He's a vandal. There you go. Uh, speaking of dudes that didn't play at Idaho or Idaho uh-huh. State, Lamar Jackson. Fantastic week. Shut me up. Uh, I picked the Lions to win that game. I picked the favorite in that game. Lamar Jackson had arguably his best day as a pro. Yep. His most efficient, certainly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carved them up on multiple levels. 19 of, was it 19 of 21 or 22 in the first half for over 300 yards, two tutties. It's pretty good. I mean, my goodness. It was, you might as well just been out there levitating. There was nothing they could do. There was a stat from ESPN Sports, uh, Sports Info. It said Lamar Jackson in the tracking era had the most yards thrown for under pressure. Not damn. We, we, we talk about the game and, and how much the Ravens beat the hell out of the Lions, but it was because Lamar's greatness was so great. He extended plays, he did kept great, them great. going, did things outside the pockets that just killed the Lions the entire afternoon. All right, uh, for my third up. First year, we took it to the mm. limit. I'm going with the dude. Oh, Jacksonville Jaguars. How about this for Jacksonville? They have won four games in a row Ah. in two different countries Mm. in three different time zones. Mm. That's incredible. They will go back-to-back wins after uh, going over to their home field in in jolly old London town. Mm. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Bills. Their summer home. They come home in in Jacksonville where you got the swimming pool in the stadium. They Mm. beat the Colts. Then they go on the road and they beat the New Orleans Saints. Right now, they look convincing lately, too. Jags looking good, yeah. And they're going to get a good test, though, as they have to go up north. They got to go in the elements, and they play Pittsburgh at home this mm-hmm. week. Trevor Lawrence' character is a pretty decent quarterback, I hear. Yeah, he's all right. Not bad. He's okay. All right, three Calvin down. Ridley's okay too. Yeah, it turns out getting in one of those kind of receivers yeah. is super useful. All right, number one, am I down? Last night on Monday Night Football, Brock Purdy. Well, um, Brock, Brock Hurdy, just, just. Showing that he's not invincible. We talked about this last week. As, as much as coming into, you know, I guess the last two weeks, 
he was an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. He has had some turnover-worthy throws, and he, the turnover-worthy throws coin has been flipped a few too many times, and, well, it's coming back to bite him. Yeah, mine's Brock Purdy and really the San Francisco 49ers mm -hmm. as a whole. Two picks in the fourth quarter, and it's not just you, you get intercepted twice, but it's in a five-point game where it's back-to-back -back drives where you can win the football game. When the defense isn't clicking on all cylinders, you've got to be able to carry your team a little bit more, and that's where Brock Purdy's next step in his evolution is. He's not just a game manager. He can be a game winner for you. He's got to take that step mm -hmm. to consistency, and we haven't seen it back-to-back -back weeks, but especially last night, two interceptions. But look, the defense didn't do him any favors. That play at the end of the half where Ward goes for the pick mm -hmm. and he has his hands Oops. on the ball, if you ever want to like, have – a picture of why coaches always say catch the ball with your hands mm -hmm. that is it right there he let the ball come into his body and all that did was it let allowed the receiver who then became the defender mm -hmm. to rip the ball away so from him and Jordan Addison was gone for a touchdown that is a play that shouldn't happen you knock the you knock that ball into the ground there's eight seconds left in the half and you survive to not just play another day but you win the game. Mm -hmm. Like you probably win that game yes. because of the momentum shift that that gave the Minnesota Vikings. And it was a five point game. That's seven point swing or uh, six point swing because of the fact that you had the extra point was missed. Yes. That was huge. That was a huge moment in that game. And it could have been just by knocking the ball down or catching the ball with your hands. <sighs> you sound like you had money on that game. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, number two for me, it's Darius. Thanks, <laughs> And uh, they suck. Yeah. They suck something fierce. They're not good. Uh, they're not good. Uh, they need to pick a direction. Uh, the direction should be firing their coaching staff, tanking horribly, and resetting the roster. There's no more excuses about, well, they don't have McDaniels guys in there. They've gotten rid of most of the good players. Uh, they have a couple left in Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs. Outside of that, they're all uh, the McDaniels guys. And uh, they're, they're worse, and they make less sense. And they're stuck in that level of hell that no team wants to be in. They're not truly truly awful they have too much money committed and too much just out there in a sense that's like you're too veteran mm -hmm. to just pull things back uh they're in a level of sockitude that I, it's going to take a long time to get out of nah that's brutal dude indeed all right uh where i go is to green bay where aaron Rodgers once said relax but I don't think you can relax mm. after what they did. A craptastic game in Denver. Saw the Broncos knock off the Green Bay Packers. All they needed was a field goal to win that game. It was a 1917 ball game. But the Packers ended up dropping their third game in a row, and Jordan Love is, is a problem, and he is a, the problem when you look at the way that game uh, shook out. He had an interception on their final drive where they could have won the game, and he had two receivers open. Mm-hmm. And he had one on the sideline, and he had his running back uh, checking down towards the middle of the field to where you are on the minus, what, 43-yard line. Mm -hmm. You don't need the shot to the 10-yard no. line. And honestly, All, if you take what the defense gives you, yes. you have a guy on the plus 45, and he's right next to the out-of-bounds, and he, he could just fall right out-of-bounds. One, you're at mile high. 
two, that, that gives you, you could probably have two plays after that mm-hmm. that you you were able to score on, but as it was, he throws a pick and the game's over. Honestly, if he, if he checks that down, was that was that Dylan that was that was out there? Dylan was the running back. Yeah, and he was in acres of space. Dubs was out there. Uh, they had a minute 40 to go. A minute 40. You, you had plenty of time. You didn't need to force it. Tough to see. All right. Yeah. My third down, Herbert and Allen, two Ooh. elite quarterbacks who seem to have lost who they are. Yeah. They don't make a ton of sense. They're, they're stumbling through games. They're making – not just making errors. It's the the how timely and how unfortunate their errors are and how detrimental they are for their teams right now. Yep. Uh, my third is the Deshaun Watson trade. The Deshaun, Ugh. the Browns traded a first round pick in twenty two, three, four, a third round pick in twenty three, a fourth round pick in twenty two, and a fourth round pick in twenty four. Uh, in return, they got Deshaun Watson in the sixth pick in the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Uh, Deshaun Watson currently has ranks thirty second in adjusted EPA, so ex- expectations. Uh, yards per play. He's 32nd. The guy who's 33rd is his backup, P.J. Walker. That's <laughs> dead last. This trade may go down as worse than the Herschel Walker trade. We may call it the Deshaun Watson trade. There you go. Congrats, right. Browns. All right. We'll, get, we'll be back after this where we put a little bow on today's Tuesday show. Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. No cap. Ha. Holocaust from the land of the Lord. Behold the pale horse. Or cook. Follow me. Wu-Tang gotta be. The best thing since Starks and Clark Wallabies. African killer bees, black watch. On your radio, blowing out your watch. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app in 1080. The fan. I spit like a semi-automatic to the grill. Elbow grease and elbow boom. Maybe play me, maybe fall down, go boom. Party people gather round, count down to apocalypse. We have finality. The Grubhub driver has been removed. Oh, wow. They let you know? Yes. They let you know that they candor, huh? Grubhub driver will no longer be a, 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 a party to their service. Now, how did you send them the video? Yes. I you did. sent them the video? I, I, told them like, I, I told them I have video if you want it. Oh. So I sent it to my, to make sure it got out of our, our corporate account, I sent it to myself first, to my personal email, so I could send it to them. Mm. But yeah, mm, I uh, mm. trimmed it up and even zoomed in a little bit on it for him. The public has been waiting. Yeah, there you go. The, I don't think that that is a good person to be working for that company that provides you such great um, joy. He day does, in and day yeah. Out. It's, well, three days a week. At least three, three days a week. And everybody, like I said, everybody keeps asking what I order. It's just a carne asada burrito. It's nothing, nothing special. My chicken and rice place was, is, was not open. It's been yeah. two weeks now. Two weeks now that they haven't been open. Really? Yeah, I guess they're doing like some like um, uh, construction or something. Yeah, that's usually what places say when they're shut down by the health department. Hey, look, <laughs> I don't I don't care what's in it. It's tasty as long as it tastes good. You, you've had it. My I know I have. My <laughs> favorite place was a uh, w- w- my one of my favorite restaurants used to like. <laughs> this was like years and years and years ago, back in back in the day. Now they used to cook like out in the parking lot. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, the health department did. Yeah. And, and What are we talking? Rio's ribs? I was saying no. Rio's out there all out there. All, no, all that was time. a smoker, and that's oh, different. Okay. That's like What's the difference? Ah, that the smoker's like enclosed, and this was seemingly an open air grill they just had outdoors. <laughs> right. Which I didn't have a problem with. It was good. 
Like if you if you get the barbecue going outside, like, and sometimes clothes, the like, sketchiest looking places are the best. Honestly, if I'm looking for a good food place in a in a city that I haven't or that I'm like I'm new to, I yeah. look for the the sketchy, divey looking place for good food. I have judged people in my life that I'm like, hey, where's a good like barbecue joint at? And they'll be like, oh, go here. And then you show up, and I'm like, this it's is pristine, way too clean. Yeah, no, 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 no. no it, I, I it's need to always see like, the, okay, yeah. You need to see the grease stains on the outside of the building. Yeah, give me something that is, you can see the love that's been put yeah. into the food because it's not put into the building. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I want the, I want the place that puts all of their, all of their energy into the food. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we have got a lot that we got to get to today and tonight. All Indeed. right. We have sport that we need to do. Mm. Game seven, NLCS. Phillies, Diamondbacks, game one of the mm. NBA season. Nuggets, Lakers, and then you got Suns, Warriors. Then you got Liberty undefeated taking on go. Western Kentucky, which has phallic helmets. Yes, this this week we got mm. a lot hockey. Oh, I'm not. It. We will not talk any hockey. We may talk Western Kentucky football though. But coming up next, you got four hours mm. of power from their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Suk. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you Wednesday from noon to three on 1080 The Fan. Mm, bye. Man, the polls. Art we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.